Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Podcast, Ben Fletcher, Allison Rastoff, Mike Costa with you. Hope everyone is is doing well. Truth be told, it's eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Yeah, you I'm hungover. What? You guys are jerks. This would not have been my my uh time of choice, but here we are. But that's how much we are are fired up and stoked to bring this new edition of the Bam Slam podcast presented. By McGregor's Bar and Grill right down there on Miss, uh, San Diego Mission Road, 10475. San Diego Mission Road, uh, 619-282-9797. Thanks again to Ian, the whole family at McGregor's for uh, coming on board as our presenting uh, sponsor. And if, if you ever any- see Ian, tell him that we sent you. And that yes. We're your best friends and you love us. And we bring That's you that- the most entertainment possible. That's right. And if you've got people coming uh, out of town, coming from out of town, and you want a great place, you want a great place with a huge beer selection, great food, TVs to watch all the sporting events, lots of seats, lots of games to play as well. It is uh, McGregor's Bar and, and Grill. I have people um, that work there are so nice. Yeah, Everybody's so friendly and it's awesome. I was there last night. Okay, talking. All right, your day started obviously with the show and Bar Cart Friday. Jesus, dude, I had my first drink yesterday at 6 a.m. Oh, God. Do we need an intervention? <laughs> I'm maybe it's only on Fridays, really. Like that's the only day I do anything anymore. And I we started with the Eagle Beer Bong, thanks to Costa. Like, you we brought that into the studio, and we opened the show. And I'm expecting not to do anything till eight o'clock. And Rich was like, "The Eagle's staring at me. Bring it over here." And so, <laughs> he literally first thing cracks up Coors Light, pours it in that Eagle, takes it right down the head, and so then we all did one, of course. But then we went out to the golf course with a uh, new or a buddy Aaron who won a, a contest we were doing and got smashed on the golf course because Aaron was down to party and we had a the, the rides all set up and everything. Um, we were actually in a badass sprinter van. And so whatever that happens. And then I get home and Kendall's like, I'm hungry. And so we go to McGregor's and get a total a beer that I did not need to get. But what you guys have what'd you have to eat at McGregor's? Um, the, 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 the potato skins as a, on the little appetizer. Oh yeah. And I got the chicken sandwich, fried chicken sandwich. It was amazing. Wait, you're Catholic, right? Oh yeah. Uh, dude, it's Lent. Well, you're, I mean, you're I'm eating, confirmed you're Catholic. eating meat. I haven't been to church in a long time. Costa. I didn't even know Lent started. <laughs> you didn't know it. So I at least knew that. Like we're, it's funny to me that all three of us are Catholic, but, um, I always feel like, I mean, do you eat meat on Fridays, Costa? Uh, no, because I'm Catholic. Hello. I always, a, I've never I always, once heard that. Uh, no, that is a thing for sure. You never learned that, and if you're confirmed, I 
Right. I don't know. Getting, going to confirmation was a real social experience for me. I didn't learn anything. Why I'm do you think? Why do you think McDonald's and all the fast food places pull out the fillet of fish sandwiches <laughs> literally right. on Ash fish Wednesday? Meat. No fish isn't you. Fish is a pass. You can do fish. Hey, okay. All these silly little rules. No. But I, oh. I, I'll be honest. I don't follow the no meat thing. I I don't eat much right okay well if any anyway but but I, like last night i did have a piece of chicken i feel like he god, god, god does yes does god really care if i eat some meat oh he yeah does. he does hello no, he, does, hello. he doesn't he doesn't yeah. he cares that i'm nice and don't you know be mean to people okay well Costa, calling god a he how do you know when when the rapture comes when the rapture comes and i'm up in oh heaven, the rapture looking down on youtube burning God. in hell at the hell bar at the hell barbecue with saddam hussein and adolf hitler okay then we're gonna think back to this podcast Stop. episode where so meg's away on a uh a girl's spa trip right now um someone's got to stay home to take care of our 800 dogs so obviously it's me so i had this massive bowl of chili beans last night with uh tortilla chips for dinner and i cannot tell you there was a couple times last night, because obviously all the dogs jump on the bed except for our giant Anatolian Shepherd lady. She sleeps on her own bed. But I had five dogs on the bed. Five <laughs> dogs on the bed with me last night. And at one point, I literally was like a mummy. I could not move. So I just started farting on them. I was just blasting them. And it was, there's a couple times, I, I, I know for sure I woke up Shirley. And there was one point where I woke up Jinjin, where she kind of just sat up and went, like somebody who's trying to break in the house. God. Yeah. No wonder yeah. why Meg leaves you for a weekend. <laughs> well, and not to mention your house is the coldest. It's first of all, it's gorgeous and yeah, warm and, and warm as far as just how beautiful it is. But right. it is freezing ass cold inside your house. You <laughs> it's can the coldest house you, I've ever been in. You can hang steaks and they will dry age in this house for 20 days, <laughs> no problem. Yes. It's weird though. During the summer, it's the opposite issue in your oh. house. It's so it's a hot box. We're getting uh, we're supposed to get solar here coming up like in April or whenever, or at least get it signed up for the dead before the deadline. So um, my intention is just to run the AC 24 uh, seven. What company is going to be doing your solar? I'm not sure. Mm. I don't have. Huh? I don't have a solar company out there. Hmm. Oh, I know just the person <laughs> we can reach out to. OK, let's do that. Yeah, we don't have a solar entity uh, on board yet, uh, like we do McGregor's as our our uh, promoting uh, sponsor. Uh, speaking of heat, it's going to be a hot one tonight at VA House Arena. Oh yeah, our Aztecs men's basketball team they close out the regular season. They look to improve on that uh, twenty three and six record overall. They're fourteen and three in the Mountain West Conference, and tonight is uh, is Senior Night, and it's always bittersweet. Because you can think about some of these guys who are leaving us, who've been there for the whole time. And, you know, you, you, you think in terms of when they were kind of like, air quotes, geeky little freshmen. And then now they're just full-blown basketball monsters. But, but Ben, talk about the guys that we are, for sure, there's eight seniors on this team. But you know for sure there's four that we will see play for the last time at Viejas tonight. Well, no one's made any announcements or anything, but these are like, so who knows? Like Keyshawn Johnson's a senior. He has a full choice because if it's yeah. the COVID year, he could take advantage and come back one more. 
but uh, the guys we know for sure do not have any more eligibility for college basketball left are Nathan Mensa, who every game throughout his career that he's been eligible to play in, he has started as an yep. Aztec. A lot of injuries stuff, but Aguacarope, who's really been the the hustle guy the entire time he's been on the Mesa, he's been the leader. He's battled through a ton of medical things just to stay on the court. He's a genius also, like 4.0 GPA, double masters. The dude is super, super smart. Uh, Matt Bradley, who came over two years ago from Cal, redshirted one year as an Aztec, and then came back and played, and has been an incredible scorer, one of the best scorers in the nation since he joined. Love him. Yeah. He, he's awesome. He's everything you want out of a college basketball player. Yeah. And then I'm leaving one. Oh, Adam Seiko, the winningest yeah. Aztec in Aztec history. More than Tony Gwynn on the Mesa, more than anyone who's ever played. It's funny when I think of uh, Matt Bradley, and I'm I watch him, and I look at his body type, mm-hmm. and I think, okay, if you can't play basketball, just go play in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, he is he is he is he big by basketball or tall by basketball standards? No, but he he does have an NBA body. I mean, he's a wide body. But as far as an NFL body is concerned, it's like cookie cutter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tight end. <laughs> you could be a tight end tomorrow. Or defensive yep. end or, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, Allison, you, you went through this with your with your sons, especially your son, Ben, you know, starting out and then finally playing their, their last collegiate career, uh, last game of their uh, collegiate career. What's it like for parents? To see that oh. that last see him come out that last time. Well, oh, and on my. senior night because you end up on the field with them pregame, and the so like the, the court, parents tonight yeah. will be there on the court. Yeah. yeah, did it in Kentucky when he came out, and I, you just gave me I just got goose goosebumps even thinking I'm about sorry. it again. No, it's okay. Like, but it's it's I can't explain how emotional it is because you've watched your child if your child's at that level where they're having a college senior night, you've watched them play that sport since they were in most cases, very, very young. And yeah. so it's, it, I just tell everybody like that people that are having kids right now, like, God, I know you're in the thick of it, but man, it goes so fast. It goes so fast. So it just, it's okay. so hard to believe. And you flash back to all those long days of tournaments and or practices, whatever sport your child was in, but it's just, yeah, it's emotional for sure. I, I, I love it. I love what, Aztec basketball is, has become, and I uh, I go back to, and I think I've told this story before, I will always tell it, but a buddy of mine was, uh, as soon as uh, Fred Trenkel was the head basketball coach at San Diego State, and they moved into VA Hosterine, I think he had one season there, and then he got fired, and Steve Fisher came aboard, and Steve Fisher was walking the campus literally trying to give out tickets to people who come to their games. And Chris Walton, Bill Walton's son was, I got Chris was either, I think it was a freshman on the team or a sophomore, hmm. I forget. And Bill, my buddy of mine got into the arena one day and there's Bill just sitting there hanging out and they started talking, you know, what do you think about coach Fisher, blah, blah, blah. And Bill said, you give Steve Fisher the time, you give him the resources. It'll get to be a point where you can't get a ticket to get into this place. And you fast forward now to where the Aztecs are as a basketball program, on the national stage, nationally ranked. Obviously, the handoff from Coach Fisher to to Dutch. It's you know, I always we always say, oh, why can't we have nice things? But when you take a step back and take a deep breath and and relax, 
you realize in San Diego, we do have um, some pretty great things. And, and Aztecs basketball is, uh, is one of them. Ben, outright clinch tonight with the victory over a shitty Wyoming team. Yeah. Uh, Wyoming, honestly, I feel bad for him. So if you look back at the beginning of the year, the preseason Mountain West player of the year was Graham Ike, who is this stellar uh, big man for Wyoming, expected to go in the NBA draft still this year. But he had a foot injury coming into the season that everyone kind of thought would be a three, four week thing. And he just never returned. And in that, when Wyoming started getting bad, a couple of their scholarship players who transferred in quit the team. And so Wyoming is just down to like bare bones and they've actually turned it around. They've played better basketball as of late, but they dealt with a lot of issues this season and did not have the year they were expecting to have which is a bummer for the college athletes who are on that team. Yeah. Um, but what I will say, Aztecs have already clinched the number one seed in the Mountain West tournament. They've clinched a share of the Mountain West regular season championship. So mm-hmm. with a Boise loss today or an Aztecs win today, they are the regular season champs. Oh, go ahead, Al. Sorry. No, no, no Go ahead. Keep. As far as their, as far as their, what is the outlook? They're like a five or six. That That's what the yeah, prosecutors so, are saying for the tournament. That, that loss against Boise, right? The loss against Boise State hurt, but didn't kill because if you look metrically, like in the net and Ken Palm, which are the two that the Selection Sunday committee uses to seed teams, they really didn't take a hit at all. Now, metrically, like in the AP poll, they took a little bit of a hit, which is a bummer because that's just the national perspective of your program. But again, the ones that really matter, they didn't take much of a hit. I would imagine four seed is probably out of range at this point. If they would have beaten Arkansas or Arizona earlier in the year, you're locked in as a four. So it's going to be a five or a six, probably playing in Greensboro or Albany, which again is a bummer. Because if you were a four, Albany. And if you were a four, right? If you were a four, you were either Sacramento or Denver. They keep you on the western side of the United States. So, and that would have been a huge advantage because Aztecs fans travel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if they're going to Albany. I hope not. Oh, I hope not too. And I don't know, even Denver wouldn't, I mean, with the altitude, that can be rough. So. But when you think about if they were playing a team that never plays at altitude, yeah, that's then, true. That's, that's true. advantage. Aztecs play a lot play at altitude, altitude all the time. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's what makes Mountain West Conference, I think, so challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, is all the travel and in and out of altitude all the time. Um, Casa, you mentioned um, Bill Walton. <laughs> Did anybody see Saturday Night Live last no. Saturday? A week ago today. Oh, you guys have to go back and watch. It's in the weekend update segment. They do a three minute of Bill Walton and it is the funniest thing you have ever seen in your, I can't, I don't laugh all that much at Saturday Night Live anymore. I don't think it's as funny as it was, but you, (laughs) if you know anything about Bill Walton, it's the funniest thing you've Wait, ever seen. Does, does somebody impersonate Bill Walton? Yes, or is it- yes, <laughs> yes. And, he, and, and do they he just ever, talk forever? For three minutes. And the, the funniest thing about it to me was that, or when I read about it later, was that the, the, I can't remember. I'm so sorry. I cannot remember the gentleman's name who portrays <laughs> Bill Walton. But it, it's a newer <laughs> cast member. Yeah. He nailed it nailed it evidently he went and read it he read his book and he listened to a bunch of his basketball commentary like literally like four days before and then he did it's you guys have to go back and find i'll i'll text you it's the funniest thing you've ever seen 
Who's that hot chick in the background, Ben? That hot chick is my wife. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Bring I some coffee. Make sure you didn't have a side piece sliding in or something like that. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? She'd murder me so quick. And a cake pop. <laughs> oh my gosh. A cake pop. That's a good wife. Okay, the cake pops are like for five year olds. Seriously? Cake That's pops? you and me, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. How, how fitting. Have you ever had one? Hey, Starbucks, you want to sponsor us? <laughs> no, but I, I've, I've purchased many a cake pop for that little turd who used to live in my house. Um, so yeah, we'd, we'd walk down to the Starbucks. Can I have a kid? It's like ugh, every single <laughs> Toe followed me on Instagram the other day. I was very honored. Did he? He did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I followed power. him right back. Um, okay, don't no, don't do that on a. <laughs> Like, all I got to say is, you look a little too comfortable doing that, kid. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, um, it's too early. Um, anyway, yes, go watch go watch Bill Walton on Saturday Night Live. You will die. That's, That's the awful. thing. It's not genuous, though, because it was only three minutes. Yeah. yeah true. Right. You guys, I listened. Bill, it would be 45. I listened yeah. to part of a game the other day that he was doing, and I mean, it's wild to listen to. Wild. Who? We used to have him on radio, and we uh, oh. I remember just thinking we don't have to plan anything, we can just stay here. One because question. He, uh huh. And he, he, I mean, this game I was listening to, he was doing like elephant sounds, and I don't know. And then the next minute he was talking, I don't know. It's, it's if you're ever <laughs> bored late on a Saturday night or a Friday night, listen to find a game that Bill Walton's calling, and you will just it's, it's, it's a trip. Costa, do you no. remember the last time we had him on our show? You said hello. That was and then it. Fifteen minutes later, he was talking yeah, about I, he was talking about like potholes in Pacific Beach on in, on his bike route. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, when we when we used to live in Kensington, Bill, you know, Bill who lives over in Balboa Park, but he's an avid cyclist and you know, doing 20, 25, 30 miles. Um, he used to swing through our neighborhood all the time, and I'd be out like doing yard work. Hey, Bill. And right past the uh, right past the house. Do not be surprised if Bill Walton runs for mayor. Oh, because because he, not to get too political, but I think Todd Gloria is worthless. Careful now. He <laughs> offered me a key to the city. Oh, he did. Okay. If the Padres uh, win a World Series. Oh, okay. And <laughs> Bill Walton. Bill Walton. I think would get things done in the city, but. Mm. I don't like think potholes, potholes, homelessness, all sorts of stuff. But I don't think Bill would want that. Uh, but that headache. But Allison, I absolutely am going to go search. Uh, oh, you will. You will. I'll send it. it to you after the show. It's it's so good. Because all three of us have had to book him for a show and interview him, so we know exactly what SNL is is trying to do. And anybody who hears his his basketball commentary would know it's the- not basketball commentary. He's, no, one, it's not. One of, he's one of the most entertaining uh, color analysts in the game. And he spends yeah. zero time analyzing what's going on in the court. You know, what's really funny to do when you're, when you're listening to him call a game is go on Twitter and search his name and yeah. look at the tweets that are rolling <laughs> in. I mean, it is constant. People like people that don't have any experience with him or, you know, know anything about him are like, what is going on? I mean, people are just like, I mean, it is the wildest thing. It is so funny, but they nailed it on Saturday Night Live. I thought it was, if you're going to do it, you better nail it. And I, I yeah. felt like they did. 
we if have a, are, uh, a Padres topics that we need to get to, but Costa, tell us a little bit about McGregor's before we do. Well, I, I was thinking if you're if you're looking for a place to watch the first day of the tournament or any day of the NCAA mm. tournament or the Mountain West Conference tournament, uh, McGregor's Bar and Grill right down there, 10475 San Diego Mission Road, 619-282-9797. Tell Ian and the gang at McGregor's that the Bam Slam podcast uh, sent you. But they are. I don't know if you're going because I can walk down the hill. Go, go tonight. Go tonight for yeah. senior night. Uh, Ben's always there. Allison and I are there as much as we can. We love the people. We love the beer selection. Uh, sometimes we love the mixed drinks. We also love the food. And there's pool tables, shuffleboard, all sorts of uh, great games. But McGregor's is a San Diego institution and a ton of televisions. They always have the games on. Uh, it's a great place to go. It doesn't matter what the season is. Uh, college football, they're right down the street from Snapdragon Stadium. So if you're going to go before or after an Aztecs game, or even if you don't have tickets, go there and watch an Aztecs game. But they are all about supporting uh, the Aztecs. And again, thanks to Ian and the family at McGregor's Bar and Grill for coming on as our uh, our title sponsor. Um, are, did we decide fish and chips? Was Their our fish and chips is bomb. So good. Um, I will say, so Charger fans of old, San Diego Charger fans will remember uh, when Abby's tailgate or Abby's corner was going on before games, it would be up at that upper bar. Well, now Abby is now no longer a 23 year old serving drinks, but she's still there Has a kid. Now Abby still works behind the bar. She's been a part of the McGregor's family forever. So go check it out. Say hi, tell them we sent you. And by the way, if you are interested in getting some love, like, mcgregor's is just shoot us an email bamslampodcast at gmail.com uh we can figure something out together we're cheap absolutely we're super cheap uh we're total horse and uh excuse me ben and i are allison is one of the <laughs> ben, uh, allison is one of the finest women I've, I've ever met but um like you said earlier we we, we need she a, might be a little horse sometimes we need, <laughs> just we need a solar we know the nick cage story uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, it wasn't Nick Cage. It was um, oh Matthew Dillon. Matt sorry. Dillon. Matt Dillon making out the golf cart in the middle of the forest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a vineyard. Get it right. It was a vineyard. The law. So, uh, whatever. Okay. There's. I yeah, saw. No, Kendall loves it when uh, you do that, Costa. What? Well, <laughs> so I'm wearing my Padre sweatshirt mm-hmm. that I got last year. Totally doesn't make you look fat at all. Not at all. <laughs> there we go. Um, so the the big what was the the big I think the big scream or the big yell this week was, uh, oh my god, the Padres are going to extend Soto. They're going to extend Hater. And you brought up uh, Ben. I think it was actually on your show. I heard it where you kind of had you kind of had to pump the brakes with Ormberger and say, dude, dude, look who's putting this this news out. So John Heyman released an article late Thursday night. And in that article, he talked to Xander Bogarts. He talked to a couple different Padres players. But most importantly, he talked to Scott Boris. Scott Boris in that article referenced the fact that Soto and Hayter and the Padres are going to start contract talks soon. No one from the Padres is saying that. Scott Boris is saying that, who represents Juan Soto and who would love a $500 million contract on his resume. Which is what it's going to take. It's like if you're going to sign him to an 11-year deal and make sure he's locked up as long as Manny is, it's going to take over $500 million. 
that is such a sum of money that I, I, I can't even, I can't even get my mind into that paradigm. And right. now, obviously, it's not five hundred million. You're immediately hit right. with. Allison, what's that? What's the upper tax bracket now? Like thirty-three. Yeah, I think so. Percent or and something. It, yeah, and it's it's Ooh. right, and it and the way they structure it now too, you know, like Manny is getting forty-five million of his in a bonus that's spread out over eleven years. So they do yeah. all these things to structure these so that it's not they're not just handed a check for five hundred or direct right. deposit for five hundred million dollars. It's <laughs> spread out, and even Manny took his like I think the first few years he's only at 13 million because he mm -hmm. wanted them to not be cash poor. So they could do some other extensions. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, there's so many creative ways to structure it that it, you know, when people hear the number, they freak out, but you, and it, ultimately it is that number, but the way they structure it, it doesn't, that's why they're able to do it. Yeah. We'll see if it happens. I don't expect a Soto contract within the next few weeks. That's it's not going to happen. In fact, I, Scott Morris, well, if we have them for two years, why wouldn't we just wait? We wait until exactly after at the end of this season, because then we still have them for another year. So why not just do it at the end of this season? Or That's are they worried his number would go up too much? The issue the is Shohei Otani is going to sign, gotcha. and so if you want to compete with whatever that contract is going to be, which is probably going to be something similar, like the Padres would have to overpay once again, <laughs> and so. I think that the urgency should be there. Like I, if I was AJ Preller and Peter Seidler, I'd probably want to get this done now before Shohei hits the open market. Got it. Unless you want to make a run at Shohei. So okay, that's, there's that, a lot going on, but, that, but then you risk losing both. Right. I would be willing to lose Juan Soto to make a run at Shohei. Do that, dude. No. You Soto don't want why do you hate Japanese people? I don't what hate hell, Japanese man? people. And I love no. Shohei Otani, but how much longer is this going to work for him? I agree with you, Ben, 100%. I think that you go with the guy you already have because you really, really risk losing both. <clears throat> Who knows where Otani will go? I mean, he may decide, I'll just stay here if the Angels could come up with the money. I don't know. I just, I think he's gone, but I... I think he's a dodger. I don't yeah. possibly. I don't think you can risk losing both. I just don't. No, I'd I'd rather have Soto long term. But do you, is there any part of you? Is there any part of you that is says, okay, let's let's see what Juan Soto does as a, a full season as a Padre, or are you more concerned about let's lock him down before Otani blows up the market? I Soto's proven everything he needs to. He's 24 years old. It was rough with the Padres last year. It's tough to get acclimated to a new team, a new environment, especially when you're that young. Have you seen his numbers in spring training? Yeah, he's hitting crazy. like 800. And yeah, I know it crazy. means nothing, but he's hitting 800 in spring training. Oh, it'll be fun to see what he does in the in the World Baseball Classic, too. Yeah. And he's so like of his at bats, I think he last I looked, it was like seven for nine with mm -hmm. four doubles, a home run and a walk. Mm -hmm. But isn't and him hitting 800 in spring training like me getting 18 under in a video golf game? No, because okay. he's still actually doing it. OK. And I yeah, I think I you know, and he's it's not like he's this power home run hitter. His thing is just getting on base you know, and whether that's through walks, which he's great at, or, you know, some great hitting. So I, I right. think, and I, and I also think moving him to left field is going to be huge too. I yeah. think he's going to do much better there than he did in right field. So I, I, I think we lock him up. And also I would, I would like to see Hater locked up. I did, wasn't a big fan of his in the beginning, but 
not just because the way he was playing, but you know, I, but I feel like he's worked hard and in a lot of ways on himself and baseball. I, I would love to see him well, stay during the postseason. I mean, talk about dominance. <laughs> well, eight straight strikeouts at one point. Uh, we'll never the know most, if they would have let him back in the game, how that would have gone. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. The, mm-hmm. Those two nights in a row over the Dodgers it, yeah, it, yeah. at Peco Park were. I still watch it, and I uh, right now goosebumps. I, every time I watch it, I have you guys seen the Padres' new hype video? It's in there. Yeah, the third strike, badass it, against uh, Freddie Freeman. <laughs> so that hype video is. How do amazing. we feel about go for or find the gold or go for the gold or get the gold? Isn't it? Is it get is the it gold? To get, get the gold. Get the gold. I think. Yeah, I like it. Simple. I like okay. it better than last year. What was it last year? It was uh... fight for LA. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. It was, uh, no, it was. I don't remember. I can't even remember what it was. I'll just but do a hashtag parade for. That's how much. That's how monumental it was last year. We yeah, can't I can't remember. remember. I don't know why I'm shy, something about shine. Uh, what it was. It was shy. time. Time to shine. Time, time to, shine. to shine. I like get. I like get the gold. Let's just go for it. I, I would like say it. hashtag parade because that's there all that matters this year. I think get series. the gold. I think get the gold will be used against us at some point, but that's all right. Okay, so we're talking about Juan Soto, and Allison, you mentioned uh, something as we were getting getting ready for the show this morning, how he'll benefit from no shift from an infield uh, perspective this year in in baseball. But have you seen how Major League Baseball teams are – the loophole that they have found as far as the shift is concerned? Dude, this is so stupid. (laughs) Like, baseball, if you were going to – I if was you're gonna dying. implement a rule, actually implement a rule. The, Don't right. just leave it wide open. So yeah. yeah, in spring training, teams have already figured out that if they can't shift, and it happened against Joey Votto, who has been more shifted against than anybody in major league history. But yeah. the team they were playing against figured it out. Oh, well, we'll just take our center fielder and put him at deep second base. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? It worked. Joey Votto grounded to him. So <laughs> It's gonna work because you're gonna have your right fielder play right center. Or your left right. fielder is gonna play left center, and they the center. I when as soon as I saw the photo or the the screen grab uh, on Twitter, I almost hit the floor laughing. I was like, <laughs> uh, you know, they're not dumb in Major League Baseball. They're gonna find a way to you know skirt the. Uh, so how how are they gonna the eliminate that? How what do you think they'll do? To you have to stay that? in your third box your quadrant yeah yeah and we might have spray painted lines on a baseball field yeah that's what i was gonna say what do you i i i was thinking about that do they literally spray a line between left and center a line between right and center and then you've got to you've got it but even then even then if you're a center fielder you can come all the way up to the dirt and stand right there on the line and as soon as the pitcher throws it, then you can jump um, into the into the other, you know, the right field quadrant or the left field quadrant. Yeah, it's silly, man. But what I will say, the new rules of the ones that have been implemented, I love the way the game looks right now. I've watched all the Padres games that we can watch. Uh, you, like another pitch, issue. you like the pitch clock? Love it. Absolutely love it. Because think, like in my perspective, and this is super selfish, but I wake up so early <laughs> that mm-hmm. these like six o'clock first pitches sometimes we go to oh, 10 o'clock last year mm-hmm. like Absolutely. that's the thing of the past yeah everything is going to be done by 9 p.m this season no matter what time it starts so bring that on well how many times did you and i were doing the morning show would i come in and say 
shit, hey, I fell asleep. I fell asleep again. Well, how did the game end up? Because you know, you I just I... okay. Well, wow. first awkward silence. Good job. No, 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 no. I thought I was going to say something because you know Ben and I were getting. How long is this? <laughs> We've been going thirty-one minutes. First one. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, we, you know, we'd get to the radio station at. 3 30 4 o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. i there's no way i'm gonna make it through a uh and especially we'd get there at four o'clock and then you would take your 45 minute bathroom break and yes. then then we'd be able to talk about the padres yeah the one thing they was- can't they're gonna have to figure out though you can't have it end on a called third at you know a third strike called because the batter wasn't ready and have the game end that way I mean, it was fine for a spring training game to end that way, but I don't think you can do that. So they're going to have to figure that out for or the players are going to have to adjust, you know, like that's yes. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it will happen because th- that's why they're calling it so heavily in spring training. Yeah, so like so the NFL puts in a new rule in the preseason. You see it called, excuse me, yeah. every two seconds. And then once the season gets going, people adjust. Do you think they'll Batters leave it that way? Learn. Do you think they'll leave it for playoffs and no World Series? I think the if anything, they'll extend it, right? So if it's a 30 second pitch clock or whatever it is, they'll make it 45. Yeah. You gotta get this uh well I, you know, wait, I take that back. The commercial breaks in baseball are gonna stay the same. What is it normally like three minutes in yeah, between or, or I think whatever? During regular season, it's like a minute and a half, and then once it gets into postseason, it stretches. Yeah, stretches. But if if they start losing money because of the yeah. pitch clock or look for the pitch clock to uh to go away, but I, I'm, I'm with Ben. I think the, it, I think Major League Baseball said, "F it, you players, you know, you're gonna, you're going to adjust, and if you don't, that's the, uh, that's the breaks." I'm with you, Allison. That I think postseason there will be an adjustment to it or an extension. Um, well, for no other reason it. than to get their advertisers all in, yeah. <laughs> right? And the, TV, and, also, and, the, and the games to go longer to keep the rate, yeah. you know, p- people stay tuned for playoffs and. Well, series, here's so. the thing: longer games. Now, listen. I think I think baseball is can be tediously boring. There, there are especially early on in the season where you're just like, oh my god, four hours, and <laughs> you got to think in terms of parents who've got kids, school's not out yet, that type of thing. Also, if you're a baseball club, less time of a game means less time for people to be inside your your ballpark. That means less concessions are being sold, less beers being consumed, that type of thing. And Allison, a great point you brought up, um, especially in San Diego, the West Coast, people are late arriving to to baseball games. Yeah, San Diego, hell, Dodger Stadium generally Dodger. takes a few innings to get anyone in because of how bad the traffic is. Traffic is so again, LA sucks, get, but the like, games you, are going to be half over. Well, yeah, you you know, especially for the Dodgers fans, you know, you should, used to rolling in the second inning. You're going to get in there. It's like, what? It's already the fifth. Oh, I feel so three. bad for Larry David and Jason Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> and Mary Hart. Yeah, that's right, Mary Hart. Actually, um, Costa, no. I think that sweater you're wearing is the same one that Emma Stone wears from time to time. Really? I think it's similar. She looks better in it than you do. <laughs> I love that she's a Padres fan. It's so I know. cool. That is and she'll so go to awesome. games in New York repping the Padres. That's bad. Uh, it is the uh, it's the best. All right. You want to come on the pod, Emma? Oh, my God. There we go. There's our white whale. Let's get Emma Stone on the fun. pod. That would be awesome. I bet she'd do it. I bet she would do it in a heartbeat. 
Um, I'll work do, on that. I have a guest lined up for us um, that we'll do close to the NFL season, but I'll let you guys know who it is off air. Okay, yeah. Uh, former Keep Aztec, that he's playing really well in the NFL right now. We'll get him on. I have an idea who it is. He was on a playoff team this year, scored a touchdown in a playoff game. That would be, He would be awesome. I was talking to him awesome. on the phone earlier in the week. You were? Okay. Because I remember we had him on when he first – I think he – no. We had him on during the COVID shortened whatever mm-hmm. it was. It was and, yeah, because it's Daniel Bellinger, okay. but he's uh, he's yeah. become a little bit of a buddy, and I'm close with his dad. But he really good dude, awesome on air. And when we had him on, it was when he had to figure out another way to work out. Remember, he because, had to go to uh, Utah. Yeah, so he literally built a gym for him and a couple teammates. Kiava Tzino was there with him. Yeah, and they built a gym out of someone's garage who wasn't related to either of them was just like, here, I got space, go ahead, use it. Yeah. And so they were training at altitude for that whole time because they couldn't get into any of the facilities on the Mesa. Ugh. You know, who yeah, else because... uh, is uh, also on a playoff team uh, was a Torero is Jamal Agnew for the mm-hmm. Jags. He yeah, would come Jags. on in a heartbeat. I love him. We're yeah. We're going to, so. we are definitely going to up our, uh, our guests have them more frequently. I wonder and... if we could get Jacob Cronenworth on. <laughs> is he really no going longer... by Jacob? No, he's he always said, gone by Jacob. Well, he always has, but he said the other day, let's just leave it at Jake. He but he was Jacob his whole life. Just well, the, the... MLB person called him Jake one time and he I think, he was Don. I think was Don, Don. I think Don is the reason. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob is just I mean Jacob, Jake's a great name, but Jacob sounds like you're it just sounds like you're being scolded. Okay, Mr. <laughs> bragging about being Catholic for the first however long. Isn't Jacob a pretty biblical name? It is, but Jacob was known widely as a, a big pussy in the Bible, so uh, that's why I think a lot, go, a lot of guys go by Jake. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Bam Slam podcast. Again, thanks to Ian, the whole family at McGregor's. They are our presenting sponsor. If you are interested in it, uh, what's the email, Ben, they can contact us? Oh, look at Boom, you. Right, right there. there. Right there. Bamslampodcast at gmail.com. Uh, on Twitter at BamSlamPod, on Instagram at BamSlamPod as well. Uh, thank you for joining us. And last follow but not least, us on social, guys. Follow us on social. Uh, thanks for joining us. Last but not least, you brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces for what you do, what you've done for us. BamSlamPod, we or BamSlam fam, we love you. We'll see you Tuesday at six thirty. Other dudes, Ali. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.